0: What do you suppose this means? I know, handsome, I know that you're saying, you know, George Clooney-ish, but uh, this symbol here, what what does it come to mind? Thumbs up, right? Just thumbs up? Okay, well, I'm going to explain that in just a little bit, but uh, uh, first off, I want to take us back to the desert. We've been talking about Moses, and we we're kind of continuing the story in the Old Testament. And uh, we call it the Old Testament, but there's, there's, uh, these stories connect us to Christ. Uh, Christ was very much a study of these stories. And so when I talk about uh, the Old Testament, New Testament, it is all uh, one, uh, one epic story that I think it's important for us to uh, to learn more because I believe that when we go back and we cover some of the stories that maybe we haven't covered in, in churches before or anything like that uh, It deepens our sense of uh, Our spirituality it, it deepens what we learn and I think the more that you learn about uh, Spirituality the the more mature you get in your spirituality. That's really what we're out to achieve here is is a spiritual maturity um, there are um, when when we first get into our faith, we kind of surface around and we kind of explore it and stuff. And that's what this is all about. Is is, is, is it, this is the place where you this you 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 think of those questions. You you ask the uh, the, the the challenging things. You you investigate. And so uh, that's how we tell those stories. And that's why it's important. That's why we've been going back to the Old Testament a little bit uh, and bringing all of this to light. Uh, various people believe in uh, various things of the Bible. Some believe that the stories are uh, 100% accurate. Some believe that they are stories that were told over campfires. Uh, I'm not going to get into the proof or of anything like that. We're just focusing on the stories. And Moses is in the desert with the Israelites right now. They have been wandering around. And again, the Israelites are all of the people that, can, that are of the, uh, the Jewish faith and all of their Uh, the people that have joined them along the way. And they are, uh, they've escaped Egypt, and they are trying to find what they call the promised land. And this is not a group of like 12 people. This is a huge community of people. There are different groups and everything, so that whenever they move, it's like taking a, a town, city, or village, uprooting them and moving. So this is a long place here. Now, the back of the people, uh, Moses is in the front leading the way, he's an old man, uh, and the back of the people suddenly find themselves uh, in danger. The line that begins is, then Amalek came and fought with Israel. Amalek came and fought with Israel. Amalek is a group of people that uh, they they were... nomadic uh, ne'er-do-wells. They were thugs. And throughout the, the Jewish faith and the Jewish history, this name is, um, has, talk, has been talked about a lot. There's a, there's a Jewish holiday, for instance, called uh, Purim. And Purim is a celebration of the story of Esther. Uh, the, uh, the villain in that story is a descendant from the tribe of Amalek. So, Throughout the history, these, this tribe has bullied, uh, they have ransacked, and throughout history they have also joined other factions in trying to overtake and abuse the Israelites. Today, throughout history of Jewish tradition, the Amaleks are often considered the, the symbol of anti-Semitists. They are the, this, the symbol of people that have been uh, prejudiced or bigotry or uh, have actually abused people of the Jewish faith. Sadly, something that continues to this day. There are still people that face um, ridicule, bullying, just evilness, just for being who they are. And that is why, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about why we're here and why we're building this church, that's really why. We're building this church because nobody uh, deserves to be treated like that. Now, Moses sees that this is happening, and so he calls one of his soldiers to go and fight them, okay? Uh, this is the first time during this time in, the, in the, uh, uh, the, the, the wandering around in the desert that we are going to hear of violence, of war, I'd love to tell you that the Old Testament is G-rated, it ain't. Uh, The Old Testament is filled with violence, uh, bad things, uh, and this is something that, um, we'll we'll talk about why that is a little bit later, but uh, for me personally, I'm I'm never okay with the war, but I'm just telling this story, okay? he sends his, uh, his fighters to go and fight these guys. And what Moses says is, I'm going to take my staff, what they call the staff of God. This is the thing that Moses parted the Red Sea with and all this kind of stuff. He's going to take this staff and he's going to go up to this little hill here and he's going to hold that staff up. And they say in the story that as long as Moses held up that staff imagine this little old man uh, holding up a stick. Uh, usually that's what happens when somebody's returning something at Walmart. You want to into the angry person with the, you know, ah, I don't want this. But that he's just up there on the hill holding up this stick. And as long as he's holding this up, the Israelites win and they are defeating the, um, the, 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 the bullies and everything like that. If he lowers that stick, The bullies start to defeat the Israelites. And what happens is that the bullies, uh, when they start to defeat, he, he has to realize that he has to hold that stick up. And remember, this is an old man, and so holding this stick up, he gets very, very tired holding this stick up. But he knows that he has to hold it up in order for them to win the war. Sounds a little superstitious and everything like that. But he starts to get weak. And so uh, two of his buddies actually get together with him. And what they do is they, they put a rock down on the ground. They put, they put down this rock and they let, allow Moses to sit on this rock. And he's still trying to hold his hand up. And so what each one of them does, uh, there's two people, one on each side, and each person is beside him and they are holding up his hand. And so imagine this, there's this old man that wants his people to win this war, but he's getting very weak, and so he has two people supporting him. And they're holding on to his staff, because as long as he's holding that staff, they're winning the war. But if he loses it, they lose the war. So he is supporting his people, and the two people beside him are supporting Moses. Okay? Now, the... Rabbi tradition throughout the ages, people have studied this story and they've studied and experts that are uh, so much smarter than me have talked about why this was such a strange thing and why he was holding up his staff. And this is where we get into the story of the Old Testament. Again, we have to look at these as stories as what are they here to teach us today? How is, what is the message of this? Uh, you can think of it as as history. You can think of it as a movie. But everything that you look at, when you look at uh, the Bible, they are meant to give us a message. That's what what they are all about. They are meant to tell us something. They're meant to either challenge us. They're meant to either uh, make us move forward. They're meant to give us uh, a little bit of peace of mind. But they are meant for us to take some kind of action in our lives. Now, the, uh, the, the rabbis of the ages, they don't look at this as a, uh, a, a magic act where, where Moses raises his thing and they, they suddenly become brutes and powerful, lowers his thing, and they become weak. What they look at this as is that Moses is being a symbol of focus for the people that are fighting this war. And what he's doing by holding this? Because what the st- the stick that he is holding is called the the um, basically the stick of God, okay. And so, as long as the people that are fighting this war see him up there, they are encouraged, they are focused on God, and they have the energy to fight more. In other words, have you ever been in a situation where you are having a struggle and all you need is to see something that gives you hope or see something that gives you a focus or have somebody show you that they are with you? And it's amazing. You, we have people that are running the marathon right now this morning. And it is amazing how many of those people will be in weakened conditions and what happens. They get to the place where they see the bands playing, or they see somebody that they know on the side cheering them on, and it gives them a little bit of energy. Suddenly, they, they have more energy. They have more focus. That happens in sports all the time. That's why they let people into the sports arenas. They don't let you in just because uh, they're there to entertain you. They know that you cheering for your team actually helps that team. That's what Moses is doing. But he can't do it by himself because he gets weak. Even Moses himself, this this elderly gentleman, needs help. And so he has two people there to encourage him. So I don't want to focus on the war here, but I will tell you this. The Israelites... Uh, whoop their butts, they they did fine. They were they were great, and they even built a uh, like a like a monument, and they wrote it down, and they said this is the history of you know, and this is all, that's why we're telling this story today. But the message here is not about the war. It is about encouragement. It is about people helping other people. That that brings me back to uh, to this. When we are there for each other, we can do more together. When we think only of ourselves, it can get us in trouble many, many times. If, we think, if you are thinking only inward, they say that because of various social medias and all of this kind of stuff, that... People today are more inward-focused than they ever have been. I'm not sure if that's exactly true or not, but I do know that we can be very self-absorbed as human beings. We look at the the imagery of our, our Facebook pages, or we look at how we look and all of this kind of stuff, and the first thing that we are at when we're at an event, the first thing that we want to take a picture of is not even the event. We want to take a picture of ourselves at the event. And sometimes that can make us not see the other things that are around us. Sometimes that can make us forget that there are other people in our community. Sometimes we even forget that we have a community. And that's when it's very important for us to in essence turn the camera around and see what we are truly experiencing. Because sometimes when we are so self-absorbed, we can actually be very damaging to ourselves. You would think that people that are so self-absorbed, they become um, arrogant and they become uh, so self-confident. But it's actually the opposite that happens. When we focus only on ourselves, we are the worst people to ourselves. We are nasty people. We look at ourselves and we say, oh man, you... You know, you gained weight, you're you're this, you're that, you're ugly, and all of this kind of stuff, you're not worth it. We start to tell ourselves all of these kind of stuff. We take those selfies, we look at them later, and we think, i got to Photoshop this because I can't make it look like me because nobody will want to see it. And so we start to put ourselves down so much that we start to feel like Moses not being able to hold up that stick. Or we feel like the group of people that are in this war that don't have anything that is focusing or giving them hope, and they start to be defeated We can defeat ourselves if that's the only focus that we have. There's there's a special skill that we all have. People are meant to be in community. That's why this pandemic has been so painful for people that rely on community. People that are uh, um, insecure. People that are... Uh, that put themselves down a lot. Sometimes it's being around the other people that makes them feel better about themselves and sometimes being isolated and stuff has really hurt a lot of people. There are people right now that are really suffering because they haven't had the support that they need. They haven't had that focus that they need. And that can happen to every one of us. We are meant to be in a community, but we're not meant to be in a community and only focus on us. We are meant to be in a community to focus on each other. And when I say focus on each other I mean encourage each other. That's what we're supposed to do. I my self-worth cannot be defined strictly by people around me but it sure does help. It sure does help. I've never met anybody that has not struggled a little bit or a lot with insecurity of putting themselves down, of saying that they're not worth it in this area or this area or whatever. Will and I were actually talking about this. Um, Will is a, a background of entertainment. I'm from a background of entertainment and I've never met anybody that has been in entertainment that hasn't been one of the most insecure people that I've ever met. That's the reason that they get into entertainment is because they get into something that they can have control over but they also need to know that they're doing okay. People that stand in front of people all the time and either do comedy or music or anything, it's like they are very in a very vulnerable position. And so we need that applause. We, we need to hear that we're doing okay. We, we need to hear that. Pastors do too. I've never met a past Pastors are some of the most insecure people on the planet because every week they have to get up and try to keep people awake. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. I'm looking right at you, Julian. But we have you know, the need to know that we are making a difference or that we are doing something right. That is just people like, you know, people when when Will comes out with a song or a new song, he needs to hear that you like it. But for some reason in our world today, Every one of us, whatever our position is, wherever we are, whether we're a father, a mother, a sister, a brother, a friend, a, co- a colleague, uh, we, we, whether we are running a business, every one of us has varying degrees of those insecurities. And what we need to do is ask, are we doing okay? Are we making a difference here? Am I doing something that is, uh, that is enjoyed or liked? We can tell ourselves that, but when we are so inward focused, we tend to go negative. And so sometimes we need to be able to say to each other, I like you. I'm I'm here for you as well. But what it takes is for every one of us to become less self-focused and more focused on the people around us knowing that you are a voice of great power. Moses held that stick, and by holding that stick, he was a focus for an entire army of people. He was their hope, he was their focus, he was their strength. Just by standing on the hill and saying, I am with you, we have the same power with each other. And by that, we can either help each other, we can strengthen each other, or we can destroy each other. And lately, when we see things that we talk about where people are angry at people, people talk about things that they're focused on, comments that they leave that are very negative on people's uh, uh, social media pages, they, they ridicule pictures, they start to talk, put people down for who they are, they start to put people down for the race they are, they put people down for the lifestyle, whatever the case may be. We become scared that everyone's going to put us down for who we are too, and the next thing we don't want to do is socialize with anybody. We have the power, we have the power to help each other or to hurt each other. And by doing that, we have the power to help ourselves or to hurt ourselves. When is the last time that you gave a sincere, sincere compliment to another person? I'm not talking about have a nice day. I'm not talking about telling uh, the, the wait staff that the food was good. I'm not even talking about saying to somebody, oh, I like that shirt. I'm talking about a sincere love for people. You know, people are more apt to fill out comment cards when they're upset, when they're angry. When they're dissatisfied with their service, they're more likely to voice that opinion. They're more likely to go online and and spread the news about something they hate rather than spread the news about something that they love. When is the last time that any of us have truly, sincerely told the people that we appreciate how much we appreciate them and why? We just assume that sometimes they know it. When is the last time that we applauded each other? We have that power. And that is something that is so much, so powerful, and yet it's the one thing that we seem to ignore. If you're angry, if you have a complaint, you're liable to talk about it. We're even liable to tell somebody else how much we like somebody else. Rather than to tell them. And I will tell you, and I think we're all aware of this we need to hear it. We need to hear it. Because when it's left to guesswork by ourselves, Will could walk away thinking, I kind of suck as a singer. I could walk away saying, I suck as a pastor. You can walk away saying, whatever it is that you want to achieve, I'm no good at this, and that can bury you like the war that was going on in the mountains. That can weaken you. I want us all, whether you're here in person, online, I want us all to think just now of the people that have been there for us, that have influenced us, the people that have given us that hope, the people that just we appreciate, the people that we love in this world, who are the people in your neighborhood, you want to sing the song, don't you, Uh, who are the people in your neighborhood that give you strength, who are the people that mean something to you, Who are the people that feed your soul? And I want to ask you, when was the last time you told them? When was the last time sincerely told them? Not just went up and said, you look nice today, like your hair today, have a good day. But actually said, you know what? I've not told you this lately. But you mean so much to me. You mean this to me. It's not about your surface. It's not about the looks, the job. You, you, in your soul, you mean something to me. If we all did that, if we all got into a practice of doing that, if we all held up our staff and gave people that hope, and when we feel weak, knew that there were other people holding up our arms to hold up that staff? How do you think the end of your week would feel? Would you feel more tired? Would you feel more uh, weak? Or would you feel inspired? Would you find strength? We all have that power. We can all mean something to somebody, and we can all tell somebody how much they mean to us. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we, we hear it in our, in our voice. We hear it inside our heads. We know the people that we adore in this life, the people that mean something to us, the, the people that are good people that are doing good in this world, that are doing good jobs in this world. Help us be each other's cheerleader. Help us be each other's encourager. Help us to be neighbors to each other. Help us be friends, encouraging friends. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. We are um, in a world just like they were back in the Old Testament, where there is ugliness, there is violence, there are people that are uh, that make it difficult. There are there is evil, there is uh, trials. It's up to us to counteract that with something good, and every one of us is given that power because. God puts us in his or her own image. And that means that God loves each and every one of you. That means that God encourages each and every one of you. That means that God loves each and every one of you. So if we are created in God's image, what do you think our duty is? May we love each and every one of us. Challenge this week. They say that the best way to, uh, you know, when, when you join like an exercise plan or something like that to do at least five days a week, right? Five days a week. Uh, I've been exercising uh, five, five days a week. Uh, and they say that you should do it about three months to be in order to form, make it a habit. Uh, and I've done that and we're, I'm doing uh, very good at that, but it took practice. Once a day, I had to exercise. I'm. Five days a week. Once a day. Share something you love about somebody else. Once a day. Just once a day. Find somebody that means something to you. Whether you know them or not. You know, we can actually post positive things on people's Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff. Once a day. Hold up that staff of God. And give people hope. Give them something to believe in. And then let's make that a habit. Love God. Love yourselves. Love your neighbor. Amen.